Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. Hey fam, I thought today we could just do a quick episode where I'm answering a couple questions that I've gotten from listeners, and I think some of them can be consolidated. So I've gotten the question, what is it that therapists are writing down during sessions? And what do we do between sessions? (laughs) And then I've also gotten the question uh, where people are curious about how do we remember what's going on for so many people. So I think these questions can all be answered together. And they're great. I love that people are curious because it helps you understand like what the process really looks and feels like and the dynamic between the therapist and the client. So the first session two or three are what we call the intake session. And this is really more of like an interview style. So this is where you're really building rapport and trust with each other. Yes. And also the therapist is gathering a lot of history and information. So it's really going to feel like I, as a therapist, am asking you a lot of questions. Some of them might seem like totally unrelated, but there are things that we want to know about lots of different dynamics in your life or people in your life, experiences in your life, your sleep habits, your appetite patterns, your medications, lots of questions. So for that first session or two, or however long it takes to complete a full intake assessment, we are, I am writing down a lot because I'm wanting to just track maybe people's names that you bring up, maybe family members, partners, pets, best friends, coworkers. I want to kind of go ahead and lock it in that first session or two. So I write it down so that I can kind of track and, and, and be able to be in the story with you. So you're not always like, Hey, remember this so-and-so I told you about, like, we can just use names and keep it moving. Writing everything down that session that I then transfer into my notes into my treatment plan. And then I've got it all there. So for me, that session consists of the most writing that I ever do. And now this is going to vary from therapist to therapist. I just have found kind of my own rhythm where I always keep a notepad or post-it notes next to my chair that I sit in, but I'm not always going to write things down in session anymore, but I will sometimes. And and what that is, is it's not just me doodling, writing something random. <laughs> it's, I might be writing down some sort of insight that you've had or something that you've said that I really want to capture and get the wording just right. I might write down something that has pinged in my mind as something that's going to be important in our work together, but is not appropriate at that time. So maybe, you know, something that you have a client as a client have said or realized, or as you're describing something, I have some aha around uh, what that connection could be about, what what that dynamic could be about, I mean, or what intervention could be appropriate, but it's not necessarily the right time in that session and that day to to go there. So I'll write it down to be able to jog my memory to you to do that going forward. So, you know, I think a lot of that is about stages of change and there are five stages of change. And so sometimes a therapist can see several steps ahead. You know, this is something that the therapist and the client have identified in their treatment goals together. You know, so a therapist can kind of see here's where we're going. 
And um, so sometimes we see those few steps ahead, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but yet the, the client might be in the pre-contemplation stage of change or something. So not ready to hear it. And if we were to throw it out there right at that time, it could shut you down. Um, it could be really discouraging to the client. So we're going to put those little nuggets away, tuck them away until it's appropriate timing to bring into sessions. So that that's usually what we're writing down. And then again, if you do bring up another story with people's names or, or things like that, uh, I'll write that down too. So other things that I can transfer into my notes that I can reference later. And it really is, I think, part of the art of therapy is being able to maintain all of these different stories about all of these different people that we work with over the years. So I am somebody who does not actually have a great memory. I, I That's something I typically say. That's a narrative. It's a story I tell myself about myself often. And yet... I really, I can pull out, you know, whatever that kid in third grade that has been your best friend since, like I I can pull out their name and keep it moving. Uh, But I think it's something about that energy when there's someone, I don't mean this to be cheesy, but when there's someone who's truly in a compassionate space with you, actively listening, soaking it all up, you know, it's a lot easier to maintain the details and the storylines and the threads and because we do really genuinely care, we we're we're carrying that, you know. So I think it's it doesn't leave my memory. Um, of course, there are some things where I won't I won't remember um, from time to time, just w- whatever, right? So, but that's why we keep good notes, and and that's oftentimes what we're doing between sessions. We're gonna make a mad dash to the bathroom, maybe inhale a snack, which is not great because we should be mindfully eating. <laughs> then we're going to look back at the last note or two to just kind of refresh our memories about where uh, where we want to go or things that we want to try to weave in if appropriate. Now that said, um, I often talk with people about what case conceptualization is. Like, what does it mean when we're really conceptualizing your case as a client? And I think it's helpful to understand that for a therapist, we're always pulling in everything that we have learned about you, how you show up in session, the goals that you have, all of it to help inform where we can pull in the different interventions and evidence-based techniques and theories that we've learned in all of our years of schooling and practice. So one thing, you know, people will say to me is, do I have to know what I'm talking about in therapy or is like, do I just follow the therapist's lead? And again, every therapist is going to have a different style. But one thing I always say is that I should never be working harder than the client (laughs) because that usually indicates that I'm trying to pull the client along too quickly. They're not there yet. They're not ready yet. Whether it, again, it's stages of change or insight, or maybe it's not really a goal that's aligned with where they want to be or their values, but I should not be working harder. So usually I will start a session saying, what are you bringing into the space today? Something like that. So giving giving room for the client to be able to name what's going on for them in that week or where they want to start, what they want to process. And I'm always ready with my framework of our treatment goals that we've set together and the conceptualizing that I've been doing about your case to be able to prompt us and move us forward. So I want to give the client the agency to start us wherever they want to start because the client is the expert in their life. And then I also am always aware of how to continue nudging us um, or where to pick up if the client is kind of like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's just also kind of interesting that I, I never want a client to feel nervous, like, 
oh, I don't know what to talk about today. That's not the point. Because we're not in here just to say, you know, here are the 50 things that happened this week. (laughs) We want to make sure there's definitely room for venting and explaining these things and that it's all in the service of moving us towards your, your treatment goals or greater insight, greater awareness and things like that. So that's where those notes come in handy for us. Um, then we're referencing in between session and then, I don't know, again, I, I have, I just really do think it's, it's, it's part of the art as you continue to go through the years of in this career where you kind of figure out what your rhythm is. So like I said, with note taking and stuff like that, it used to be that I would have to do it immediately after session. I would write down every little thing. Now I've got kind of a better groove and I know how to capture the things that are much more indicative of what that session represented and where, where we might be going. So I love these questions where you guys are just curious about the process uh, because I don't want it to seem at all like a, a daunting, scary, you know, mysterious thing we're totally open to answering any questions that help make it seem like a more approachable thing to do. That's what this podcast and my work is all about. And in that stigma, baby. So thanks for listening and please keep submitting your questions. We love it. Bye. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We're removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy.